happy to be here and, and why are we here to share la our lives uh, with the world and many countries i might add are listening now okay so but if people in those countries that this is their first time listening what are they listening to oh they are listening to the finally coming out podcast with two gay moms and a beautiful shit show that's right oh i wonder who they're sitting with who are they listening to Right? They're listening to my beautiful fiancé, Melody Routley. And my beautiful fiancé, Tamar Medford. That feels, like, it feels so good to say that. So good to say that. Right? It's so nice to be here with you, babe. Yeah, it's so nice. You know what? I mean, this... One could say this is kind of a date night. Because we've intentionally planned to record tonight. Yes. And we are sitting here together, spending time sharing our feelings and having good conversation, it's but true. we're just adding you as the yeah, listener. There happens to be a microphone between us. Into our conversation. And the kids are sleeping or out of the house. Yep. So it's like so great. I have to say, babe. Yeah. This is the first time that I have been a parent that has been able to witness the sheer enthusiasm and joy of the children going back to school. <laughs> because I work at home. Yes. So, you know, usually, I mean, okay, for those of you listening, Melody is like super mom. <laughs> because I record, I produce podcasts, and I also have my own podcast. And a lot of times I'm on the mic. And mm -hmm. so Melody would ask me, what's your, babe, what's your schedule like today? And she would take Linnea out for the, the day sometimes both right yeah out during the summer because I still had to work and so I could have that quiet time recording because if you know and you had a lot of stuff to do too and there was days you had to stay here it is typically Linnea running up and down up and down up and down slamming the front, slamming door. The front door and it's constant it, yeah, it's constant. And so it's distracting when you're trying to listen for sounds and stuff like that. But I now get it why all of my friends with children are so excited. Are so come happy. Tuesday after Labor Day. Oh, right. At least that's when it is well, for us. Well, really Wednesday, though, because, I mean, Tuesday it's joke. an hour it's day, an hour, which is yeah. dumb. It is. But so, yeah, their kids are back in school. Yeah. I feel like that's a song, isn't it? Kids are back in school. I, don't, I think it's an out of school, isn't it? I don't, I don't know. know, but I'm School's saying the kids are back in school. The only thing I hate about kids going back to school actually is making lunches. And I know that is very, very top of the list for parents out there because making lunches sucks because you know <laughs> half the lunch comes home. And in our case, lunches are complicated because you need like a whole new, like you can't just put a sandwich in anymore. No. And like Linnea can't have gluten. So she doesn't, and she hasn't really grown up having bread. So she doesn't have like the craving or taste buds for like gluten free bread to make a sandwich of it. No, she can't do that. She can't have anything with sugar, which I mean, I you don't tip. I don't typically put candy in lunches. I see a ton of candy come to school in lunches, but that stuff's not going in lunches. Things with food coloring 
she can't have. Chocolate she can't have. So our her lunches are very often quite creative. I would love a lunch like that. I mean, if you made, I would never well, you've ask seen you to do some that, of babe. Lunches. But like your lunches are pretty awesome, and they come. Like I even feel like I need to make a little lunch with a lunch kit like that. Oh, I know. Do you want? Do you want one of those? We have one day. now. We have the something planet box, the metal tin that's like a bento style box. It's I've cool. done lots of bento boxes. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it is just creative. I it, wanted to compliment you oh, on thank that. Thank you. Because... But it is like what the thing that I dread about them going back to school is actually making lunches and then having to make sure you have the food in the house to make lunches because often that food is different than the food that you cook during the day. Yes. During the summer. Yeah. Um, but yes, kids are back at school. It's mm-hmm. a beautiful thing. Jalene has started college. Can you believe it? She is referring to things as well at college. So we'll see how long until she just calls it school again. Um, Linnea's in grade two mm-hmm. and, um, in a couple of days she'll find out whose class she's in. Fingers crossed. Exciting. So exciting. Um, I'm back to work, um, which is good. I've missed being in routine and, and all of that. I love what I do, mm-hmm. um, but I'm able to do it. So yeah, that's, that's all really good. Last weekend, Tamar was so, so generous and swept me away um for one night but we took advantage of the entire day before and after Mm -hmm. um to spend um time together we went to whistler and i almost died on a gondola actually and then i almost died on a suspension bridge that i saw had duct tape holding it together and there is a video of that um luckily i did survive it was close, though. It was a very close call. Yes, yes, for you it was. And I just want to say that, you know, you guys have heard what has been happening in our lives. Mm-hmm. And we feel it. You know, like, I think we have such an incredible relationship because both of us have given each other the space to be who we are. We meet each other where we're at because, I mean, even yesterday, I didn't have a good day. Mm. Right? And you've had your days. And... I think that is even more important to take that time out. And that's yeah. why I did that because yeah. we told, we basically told Jalene, you are babysitting for two yeah. full days. We will pay you. You're going to entertain your sister. And it, it worked out really well. It did. But we needed that reconnection time. We did. And it was so good. Um, we got there and she, Tamara had ordered the romance package. So I got some chocolate and a rose and some non-alcoholic bubbly. Yeah. Um, and it was just really, really nice to be able to get away and just spend time together yeah. and, um, not have to worry about anything else. And we did set rules of like, we weren't going to be talking about the kids. And of course it does naturally come up. Um, I did still need to be able to, for the kids to be able to contact me. Mm-hmm. Um, so there were moments where it did still pop up, but, um, we were super intentional about making those moments super brief. Yeah. And so that was really, really good. The other th- thing that we did was um other than go on the terrifying gondola of death um oh i forgot how much i hate ferris wheels i believe one of your quotes was was, i'm a lesbian i can do anything yeah that was like my (laughs) mantra i'm a lesbian i can do anything i'm a i'm a lesbian i can do anything yeah not gonna let fear control me right and you didn't you did it well, I didn't really have a choice. And I mean, sorry. it's going up. Like, I couldn't really stop it and hop out. Yeah, exactly. 
Oh my gosh. Anyways, the other great thing that we did was actually take time to watch the um, movie, documentary, it's Docu documentary, documentary um, called Pray Away that came out in 21, mm -hmm. um, second year of the pandemic. And I had watched a little bit of it before, but we actually took the time to watch the whole thing. And um, wow. I'm going to make a statement that every Christian needs to watch this movie. Mm -hmm. I think that movie summed it up perfectly. Mm -hmm. It was really well done. Going yeah. into it, I was like, oh no, what are we getting into? But every Christian needs to watch that movie. Yeah. And then you can see what is happening. The, how lives are being impacted. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, the movie starts with this guy that, um, he, um, was formerly trans. Yeah. Yes. Formerly trans. So he had transitioned to being a female and then he, um, transitioned back to being male. And so a lot of the story is told through, well, part of the story is told through his, um, his perspective of mm -hmm. what, um, what the church should be doing. So the movie centers around like these five, um, evangel evangelicals, <laughs> uh, in the 1970s that, um, uh, eventually break away from this movement that they had started. Um, if you are a part of the church or if you are gay, um, anything like that, you might, uh, remember something called the Exodus movement. And it was, um, a, a whole bunch of um, conventions and seminars and things where the idea was that you could pray your gay away. Yeah. And I actually know um, a couple that have a couple of people who actually went to um, the Exodus, actually one of the events down, I think it was in California, but where there's thousands of people that come to these. Sorry, if you hear the dog, she is currently choking. Well, choking on a bone. She's being dramatic. She's yeah. not choking on a yak <laughs> cheese bone. Um, anyways, but they had gone to the, one of these conventions where people go because they feel so desperate to get rid of their gayness, to be healed from it. Um, and this is kind of like the promise of, um, the Exodus movement that that is possible and feeling like if they didn't do that, they, um, were kind of like doomed, um, to hell <laughs> and a life of misery. And, um, so that's kind of, what Exodus movements were like. And it was a lot of like teaching and things like that. And we'll kind of get into some of how they taught. Um, but yeah, that's the, the gist of this documentary. Yeah. Done very well. Very well. Um, and so what were your initial thoughts, babe? When you first saw actually Jeffrey? Yes, oh. Jeffrey. He, um, Flaming. Gay. Oh, it was so obvious. This is the trans guy. This is the trans guy. The former trans guy. Yeah. I, every person that they had started with, so we're not going to give away, obviously, you know, I mean, it says in there what happened. A lot of these people that founded it actually came out again later on. So that's no secret. That's not ruining the movie. But by just looking at the people who were talking, who were in early, like, pioneers kind Your of thing. Your gaydar, babe? Right in there. Oh, yeah. I, you know, and I don't consider myself to have a very good gaydar, but you could just tell because the men were very feminine. 
Right. And not to say that straight men can't be well, and feminine. All, guy, all gay guys are not necessarily feminine. Exactly. Exactly. But you could just tell that the way they presented themselves, right? It, it You could just tell. Anyway, you know, just looking at everybody talking, right? And how they started this whole thing. I, when they started talking about their feelings, that really was like, what? You can't change your feeling. You can't change your feelings. Um, that's like how you feel about the same sex. Yeah, totally. That's all, all of them have that in common. Um, so it all comes down to conversion therapy. Yeah. And I do want to just say also that conversion therapy, um, has been banned in Canada. It's been prohibited. Hallelujah. Uh, in 21, actually it was, um, it's prohibited, which is great because I like when you watch this documentary, like they, there's these like five people that started this movement and were like super active in the movement and, um, would speak at conventions and all of this stuff to try and get people to, they got married. Oh yes, that's true. Several or all of them got married right away to prove they weren't gay. Got married to the opposite sex to, and claimed so you'd have like a lesbian and a gay guy that got married to try and kind of say like, no, we're like, we're healed. We're not gay anymore. Mm-hmm. And God is blessing this. And they went on to have children. And then years later, they're like, okay, so it didn't actually go away. And uh, then marriages and families that fell apart because of that. Um, yeah. it Like there's so much harm so much harm that has happened as a that happens as a result of conversion therapy and Exodus being one of the major organizations. Um, now Exodus is does not still exist. I can't remember. There's yeah, another they, name for the other one that it's kind of a a branch that they've kind of. I think one of the leaders or something has continued to do it, but mm-hmm. it's not nearly, and it's in the states. Um, not nearly as huge as it was once was. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you, you see these people and then that let it, and you can see the pain that they have, um, over having been leaders, gay people that are leaders of a conversion therapy and realizing how much harm they did because of like how many lives were lost. Exactly. And they, and I, you know, one of the gentlemen, he said, I have blood on my hands. Mm -hmm. I will, you know, I I don't know if it was exactly the words, I'll never forgive myself, but he was so destroyed because how many of the people committed suicide? How many of the people were like, something must be wrong with me because I'm going through this therapy and I still feel the same sex attraction. I am still looking at pornography. Like, and this is what these people that had forced themselves to get married to, you know, men to a lesbian, they said, we still had the feelings. We still were attracted to men. We were still looking at pornography. Like, what do you think is going to happen when you suppress your natural desire? And so this was people that were like, so like they were like in the media and everything too. Like talk shows. On talk shows as like Harold is, as these people that had their gayness cured by God and but really things were really fucked up (laughs) sorry I just swore she does swear a lot for a Christian I do um 
But now those people are like with new partners. They're like one of the ladies, she ended up getting married um, to a beautiful, like to her, um, well, now wife. Um, But like you can see then how they have found a ton of peace, but still really carry that burden of what they were a part of. And I think at the end of the movie, it was probably the most impactful when they're sitting with the survivors, as they call them. And these survivors are sharing their story. And I believe the gentleman who started the whole thing, he was not gay, but most of the leaders were. Yes. And, or, you know, what, and so when they were talking in a room, like this guy was actually teared up. Yeah. He was heartbroken. He was crushed that what he was doing this movement for had hurt so many Mm -hmm. people. And I commend him for shutting the whole thing down. Well, he went and he sat, had this open circle with them yeah. to hear about it, and then was like, what have I done? And then he's like, done. It's like, this is not God's We're not work. doing this anymore. No. And, um, yeah, so powerful and so um, good that he was willing to take that step and look at, like, okay, well, this, this could be the end of it for me. Um, what I did find interesting was, like, one of the ladies, she was talking about her strategies for when she was getting up and speaking and trying to have that big um, draw of attention. And when, this is one of the things that kills me that people, and I know what, like I grew up hearing this as well, but as an actual manipulative, and she admitted it was like an, a manipulative thing to say, but comparing, saying, well, if we just let everybody said that it was okay for everyone to be gay. Then, or be attracted to who or, they liked. Yeah, they could be with whoever they liked, but then that would then open the doors for pedophiles. And it's like, oh my gosh, holy scare tactic, but also what, like, that is, that is bullshit. It's not even close to being the same thing. That is sexual deviancy. That is what the actual original word in the Bible, where now we have homosexual it was sexual deviancy. That was that. Yeah. Not gay. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even close to being the same thing. Totally it's different two things. consensual adults in a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. It was that when they said that, I just about jumped out of but my But as chair. like a very strategic scare tactic. Yeah. Um, which is that kind of thing. Because I know like before I came out, so many of my thoughts were like in wanting to prove to people it is not promiscuous it is not or doesn't have to be no. it's not doesn't have to be any more promiscuous than straight like that's not what it is we are in a loving committed relationship we like that's not what it is and you are the first woman i've been in a relationship with yeah. and the only woman i will be in a relationship it, yeah. with <laughs> right that's totally. not you know and i had a friend that said hey you know, why don't you go play the field for a little bit? And I said, I'm not looking for that. I'm looking for my person. Mm-hmm. And I found you. You did. Thank did. God. Yeah. Thank God. But thanks for bringing that up because that woman also at the end, she stayed with her husband and her family, but she admitted after she goes, you know what? I'm bisexual. I'm attracted to women. Yeah. I was with women and that's okay. Yeah. I love my husband now. Yeah. But she admitted it. Yeah. And kudos to them because that which takes is a huge. lot of courage. Which is, yeah, it is. Any of the, these people that were in this takes a lot of courage because there would be a lot of hate against them as yes. well. Yes, totally. As well. 
um, there's totally like within the church, as we talk about often, there's an ongoing battle um, because yes, conversion therapy in Canada is illegal. It's still, it's still super present mm-hmm. and it might not be a named program, but I've been there when the pastor has said that we'll pray for your healing kind of thing. Not to me, but <laughs> to people that would have same sex attraction. It is still there. Mm-hmm. Um, there is still the ongoing battle. Yes, I think we've made some progress, but it is still a huge battle. And it's, I'm just going to go back to the, all of them, all of the leaders, right? And this is the key takeaway number two, is the experience of these former leaders. All of them came back out Mm -hmm. and admitted that they were so wrong. That the whole time that they were married and forced themselves and went in front of the public on talk shows, they still liked the same sex, Mm -hmm. right? And how does that usually end up? Well, you know, for one of the guys, it doesn't end up very well Mm -hmm. and it makes him look bad. Right. And so it's like, but they all said the same thing. I still had the feeling, feelings towards the same sex. I was still attracted to them. That doesn't go away. No, no. They might've in that time stopped physically acting on it, but several of them ended up going to porn or things like that. That's not any better. And here's the thing is they kept saying, right, in Exodus, it's a behavior. Being gay is a behavior. Okay, well, so going, taking, you know, your husband or your wife, whatever, say you're heterosexual on a date and going and having sex, is that an evil behavior? But if you're gay, a gay, like getting together for a date, that is behavior. That's not right. Right. It's not a behavior. No, it's It's not. It's love. Love is love. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so true. So true. Um, One of the things that uh, we actually, as soon as we finished watching the documentary, because they kept coming back to this guy that was, like, still saying, like, uh, the Jeffrey something guy. McCall. McCall, that he uh, was formerly trans. He was still trying his movement of still trying to get people... um, to repent and pray for healing and all of this kind of stuff. Um, at the end of the movie, that's still where he was at. And so as soon as the movie was over, we like Googled him, dude, he's on TikTok. Um, he has transitioned again. Um, uh, and what I saw, what I saw in the movie, then the documentary was this guy that was like, really like he was active. He, Although wrong, <laughs> um, he was active, he had purpose, he was like doing things, um, although a little bit crazy, he was like, he kind of, he didn't have it all together. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, and then now these TikToks and stuff you can find of him is like, um, just a mess. Yeah. And there's no, nothing that I could see at least, correct me if I'm wrong, um, anything of him talking about why he transitioned back or any of his thoughts or feelings around it. And you could see then in him this like um, stagnant guilt of yeah. not um, like, sure, he's he has gone back to who he is, um, which is great if that's who, it's pretty clear that's who he is. Um 
but living with the shame of what he did then and, and it almost shows. like the denial of it. It shows. And yeah, it does show. And um I found that really interesting, very sad. Yeah. Um that that's kind of where he seems to be at right now, but like I mean that's that's what conversion therapy does. And years and years of trying of trying to spread the message of conversion therapy, the guilt and I know, like, for myself, like, growing up in the church, um, I wouldn't say I was, I can't remember ever praying somebody that their gay would go away, but I prayed it for myself because I that's what I thought had to happen. And um, the conversations that I would have had with, that I have had with people prior to my coming out, prying, prior to my deconstructing and everything, um, where I was on the wrong side of the fence. Yeah. And... excuse me, the guilt that I have around that where, which is part of why I do this now is because I want to correct that message. Um, I know so many people that would have, would be in the same position. Yeah. And we have had people reach out, right. That are, they say they can't come out. Yeah. You know, and I, I feel like, and I know now looking back that I drank because I did not want to show who I really was, mm-hmm. right? I remember having a crush on a girl when I was 12 and 14, and I always knew I was a little bit different, right? Like when I'd hang out with a friend, I was like, oh, more interested in a female than I was a male. And I forced myself to be with males yeah. because I was so afraid of what people would think of me. And I started drinking, and guess what? That triggered my genetics, and I lived in addiction for 22 years. And you hear it so common for Mm -hmm. members of the LGBTQ community plus Mm -hmm. that are have suffered from addiction because they're trying to hide who they are. There's two reasons why people don't come out, and this is pretty blanket. I I believe again. Correct me if I'm wrong. Just our personal opinions. Uh, yes. (laughs) Um, two reasons why people don't come out, whether they're within the church or not. One is shame because they have been taught that it is shameful. Yeah. That is wrong. Very, very wrong. The other is loss. And loss, that is the loss of family, of friends, of community, of loved ones. Shame and loss. Neither one of those things need to be there. And those two two foundations are why people take their life it's why people live in the closet. It's why people tell other people that they should live in the closet. And if we can get rid of those two things, if we can teach that shame does not need to be there, and if we can encourage people when that when somebody comes out to them, or when you think somebody might come out to you, or even if you don't know that somebody might want to come out to you, make your... Um, uh, my gosh, the word affirmation. <laughs> I knew you'd get it. Of who they are as being beautiful. Make that known that you would embrace them. Mm-hmm. Because if we can break down those walls, that fear of loss of family and friends and community and judgment and all of that kind of stuff, the shame that people carry, if we can get rid of that, oh, like people would be free to come out and not feel like they need to die. Yeah. And 
being gay does not mean you're going to have behaviors. It means you're going to do what normal human beings do mm-hmm. is they fall in love with someone. They mm-hmm. have intimate relations with someone. They go on a date. Yes, there's promiscuous people. I know people who went to Christian high schools that oh, were yeah. incredibly promiscuous. Oh, I had way more friends that went to Christian <laughs> schools that got pregnant during high school than any others. Right? So it's, we're all human beings. We all make mistakes. And I mean, don't we want to bring people closer to God? You know, like that is the part that I guess I really don't understand is that there are some people out there that believe in this conversion therapy that are still so stuck in that belief that they can't just say, you know what, okay, I've been raised with this belief. I don't know if it's right or wrong, but I'm going to love this person. I'm going to accept them into my life. I'm not going to try to change them because I believe that they're also a child of God because we Mm -hmm. all are. I mean, you and I talked, it started with Adam and Eve, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, like let's start welcoming people in and making people feel comfortable because then we're going to drop that shame. We're going to let that go, right? We all have different beliefs. All, every single one of us has a different belief in one area of our lives Mm -hmm. and we don't necessarily have to agree. We don't, but it's our actions. It is how we treat people. Yeah. You know? 100%. 100%. That's babe. my little rant. That's your little rant. It is my little rant. It's a good one. I like, yeah, let's just love people more. I highly recommend you watch the movie. It's Pray Away. It's on Netflix. Netflix, yeah. And um, it's really good. It's uh, eye-opening for how it went, um, where a lot of that, because it was like around, it started in the 70s just like around the same, just after the word in the Bible was changed to homosexual. Mm -hmm. 1964, I believe. And, um, and what happened kind of as a, as a result and, um, why we are where we are now and, um, the pain that that caused. Mm -hmm. And still causes. And some very brave choices of the leaders of the Exodus movement. Yes. Because that, yeah. And, but you could see, you know, the difference between, you mentioned this, uh, Jeffrey McCall, mm-hmm. who is very out on social media mm-hmm. and the others, right? The other Under his leaders, new name. Her new name. Her new name. Yeah. And like the other leaders came out and were in tears mm-hmm. and they, you could see they felt it. Like they mm-hmm. feel like they had actually murdered people themselves. Yeah. And I kudos to them because if people didn't start coming out again and saying listen no you know what i'm gay i well and i was wrong i was wrong nothing changes mm-hmm. we have to start admitting when we're wrong mm-hmm. and i just i'm so grateful that they did this mm-hmm. documentary because i mean it it really shows what it's doing to people all over the world yeah i mean you know in full transparency i work in an industry where i talk to a lot of people all over North America. And as soon as someone says anything about their faith or religion, I am always very careful of mm-hmm. whether I say I have a girlfriend or not. And yes. I shouldn't have shouldn't to have do to. that. Yeah, I actually had that moment this week where I was like, because uh, the school that I work at has like, well, half of the teachers in the school are new and I don't know any of them. And um, we're getting married next year. Yeah. So... I've been talking with some of the kids that I've known for several years about plan wedding plans and our this class that I am with is planning on planning the wedding. Yeah. But I did have that moment <coughs> excuse me of like, ooh, 
I don't know how the new classroom teacher feels. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that maybe doesn't... I need to be careful. Like had that moment of like, and then you, it shouldn't be the case. You know, it doesn't feel good. Yeah. Anyways, we love you guys. We thank you for listening. Watch the movie. Tune in next week where we talk about something else super fascinating. That's right. Guys, the kids are in school for the full week. I know. I'm so excited. Oh, it's going to be beautiful. Yeah. Well, I'm there too at school the full week. Yeah, you are. But (laughs) have a wonderful week. You came up. Bye, everyone. Yeah, I I had to say that. Actually, what I wanted to say (laughs) is when you do watch the movie... Make sure you reach out to us. Let us know what yeah. you think about it because we'd like to know your honest thoughts about it. Yeah, we would. Yeah. All right. Okay, now we'll see you next now week. Now we'll see you next week. Okay, bye. bye.